Welcome to the BT Focus podcast dedicated to the behavior technician experience and the delivery of ABA services. Hello and welcome back to the BT Focus podcast. I'm Brian Kaminsky and I'm happy to be joining you on what I can say is officially a beautiful fall day in Michigan, which is uh, something that is a very fleeting, beautiful season. Uh, it's my favorite time of year. Um, I'm going to be returning to a format that we've just started, which is more of an open dialogue with listener questions. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we did our first listener mailbag episode in our back to school edition. Uh, in case you missed it, here are a couple things that we tackled from your questions that you submitted. Number one, what advice do you have to overcome therapy distractions? What advice do you have to deal with client regression? What insight do you have to address challenging behaviors? And what strategies do you have to teach mindfulness and self-care for yourself as a behavior technician? So we explore all of those topics in our last mailbag episode. Today we're going to do uh, more of a bite-sized one where I take one question at a time and unpack it and give you some strategies and a couple recommendations. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart, which is career path advancement within behavior analysis. Um, this is such a huge topic because I'll say this often when I'm talking to new staff. You know, working as a behavior technician is not just a job. It is a career, and it's a tremendously rewarding career. And when I entered the field, I had no idea all of the different avenues the field of behavior analysis has to offer. And I think for so many of you who are listening, the, the more you learn about our science, the farther you want to go. That's just a natural progression that you'll see. And so I wanted to offer just a couple of suggestions, some things to explore and to dive a bit further. So I think the way that you can answer this question is threefold. So what are some ways to grow within your current role as a behavior technician? Number two, what are some ways you can grow within the field of behavior analysis? And number three, what are some additional ways to grow within our organization at Centria, which has a number of different amazing career path opportunities embedded within it? So let's start with the first one. How can you grow in your current role as a behavior technician? Um, I think one of the amazing opportunities that our BTs have is to go further and pursue their RBT or Registered Behavior Technician Certification. Uh, this is something that they are prepared to do when you complete your 40-hour your training. Great, you've already completed that first step to become a Registered Behavior Technician. Now, I won't go in extreme amount of detail because we have an entire series on the podcast dedicated to the RBT certification. I'd encourage you to listen to our initial episode when we talk about the testing process, the application process, and what are the benefits of becoming an RBT. Uh, I know for me, when I became an RBT, it was in my first year in the field as a BT. And for me, it really just solidified my direction. And I just remember how proud and accomplished I felt when I passed my RBT exam and I could officially put that credential at the end of my name and, and really just be very proud to, to say that yeah, I've, I've obtained this certification in the field and I'm elevating my practice as a behavior technician. So that would be my first recommendation. Explore all of the ways you continue to learn and grow as an RBT 
and subscribe to our BT Focus podcast. We release new episodes every month as we go step-by-step through the task list to help you study and prepare so that you're going to ace that exam um, and be on your way. The second component, how do you grow within the field of behavior analysis as a whole, I would encourage you to hop onto the BACB website and start to learn about um, BCBA or BCABA opportunities. And these are additional certifications you would attain a, a BCABA, a Board Certified Assistant Behavior Analyst, and a BCBA, a Board Certified Behavior Analyst. Now, what are the similarities and differences, right? So a, a BCABA is a undergraduate level or a bachelor's level certification. So you have to obtain necessary training within the educational track and accumulate a number of what we call experience supervision hours. So um, you could say hands-on in the field training opportunities um, to become a BCABA. Um, a BCABA is similar to a BCBA in that they work to design programming and develop implementations uh, to support behavior change programs and to develop those skill acquisition programs or behavior intervention plans. And they function in a supervisory capacity. So um, instead of working one-on-one with a client, a BCABA may be supervising several behavior technicians under the guidance and support of a BCBA. Um, A BCBA is a board-certified behavior analyst. This is a master's level uh, certification where you have to complete necessary graduate coursework and also obtain experience supervision hours. So Instead of going into all of the different educational requirements and field requirements, I'm going to point you in the direction of the BACB, and I'll put some great links in the show notes so that you can start to unpack the different components of what's the necessary coursework I would need to obtain and how long might this take and how many supervision hours and what type do I need to obtain. The BACB is always going to be your source of truth when it comes to those standards, which can evolve over time. And what I'd say more broadly is, when do you think you should explore those opportunities? Or why might some reasons that you might consider becoming a BCABA or a BCBA? For me, I remember being in the field, and this was a big decision. I think I was in the field maybe two or so years. And to be quite honest, the thought of becoming a BCBA hadn't even crossed my mind. Um, You know, I was just in love with my role as a BT. I love seeing progress every day and working one-on-one with our clients. And for me, one of the turning points was a supervisor, a mentor of mine, said one day, you know, Brian, I think you would really excel as a BCBA. I think you really should consider it. And that vote of confidence from somebody that I admired so much really meant a tremendous amount. And that's really when Uh, the thought process really started to cross my mind. Would I want to become a BCBA? Um, What are the potential benefits? What are maybe some drawbacks or things that I wouldn't like? And for me, it boiled down to the decision of, I knew as a BCBA, I would have the opportunity to help even more families, right? So instead of working one-on-one with two or three clients, perhaps, I would have the ability to help five, six, seven, eight, nine, over the course of my career, numerous families um, through training and supporting new behavior technicians. And then 
you know, my career has evolved since then. Now I'm in more of a training capacity. So I get to help hundreds of behavior technicians who are then helping our family. So to me, that was a really important deciding point. Now, what are some reasons that, you know, maybe you you wouldn't consider a BCBA? I, I know for me, one thing that I really miss these days is I really do miss those one-on-one teaching opportunities you have as a behavior technician. If you love being out in the field and working one-on-one, um, there's really no substitute for that. And, and certainly I'll still get it in pieces when I'm out for supervision or working with the family but there is something so dynamic and so unique about that one-on-one therapeutic relationship. So those are all considerations to have, right? Talk to your supervisors, talk to your mentors, ask them those questions. When did you decide to become a BCBA? What were some questions you asked before you decided to enter graduate school? What advice would you have for me if I'm considering this transition? So, um, really big decisions, but I would say that it would be best supported through just open and honest conversations with the people that you surround yourself with. Um, And, you know, understanding that the roles of behavior technicians and BCBAs are interchangeably linked. Um, The role of each is so essential to the treatment team. You can't have one without the other. So, it's not really a question of which path is better. It's more a question of what path is right for you. Um, and that's a beautiful thing about being in the field is that you have those opportunities to decide. Um, I would say along with that, you know, be going to become a, a BCA or a BCBA may require with it going back to get additional education for you. Um, and I would say a great resource for our Centria behavior technicians who are listening is check out our career page and also check out our BT Resource Center. Our BT Resource Center has a number of resources related to some of our educational partners that offer tuition incentives and tuition discounting for our our team members and check out their plans of study and see if they are consistent with the things that you want to explore. So all really great stuff. And I'll just end with one final career path advancement, which is advancement within the company itself, certainly within those clinical roles that I just described, um, but also across the organization in other capacities. So for example, I've worked with some amazing staff that started off in the field as a behavior technician and then transitioned into operational roles, or they transition into the role of a clinical recruiter or somebody who's within onboarding. And so There is a number of different opportunities, and I would say the best place to start would be looking at our career page, understanding that each of these roles contribute to our mission in a unique and different way. And I would say that some of the most dynamic individuals in the company that are working in these roles started as a behavior technician, and they understand uh, the role and the impact of our BTs, and I think that makes them even more personally tied to that mission. Um, So those are my recommendations. Consider how you can grow in your role as a BT as an RBT. Listen to our RBT mini-series to learn more. Consider the possibility of exploring a BCABA or BCBA certification, and I'll put some links in our show notes, how you can learn more about those certificates, and I can certainly expand on those in future episodes. And then finally, consider 
growth opportunities within the organization in other roles or functions, whether that be in an operations role or recruiting role or an onboarding role, credentialing role, et cetera. Uh, They all support our mission of helping every child reach their fullest potential. And I think it's one of the most amazing things about our field and our profession is the ability to be a lifelong learner. Um, And that's a beautiful thing. We can always get better each day. Um, and it really requires uh, a supportive community to do so, and I'm happy to be a part of yours. And so with that, this will end our listener question mini episode. If you have any questions for future topics, things you would like to hear in the podcast, let us know at btfocus at centuriahealthcare.com. And until then, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the BT Focus podcast as we learn more about the stories and the science behind applied behavior analysis. 